episode of Cafe Manga. If you enjoy the show, please sign up to the newsletter for more content not included in the show. You can sign up at cafemanga.substack.com or see the link in the episode description. to another episode of Cafe Manga. So before I start discussing Dr. Stone season three, I just want to make a very brief announcement about the future of this podcast. Starting with the next episode that I release, which will be about the upcoming season four of Dr. Stone, I will no longer be releasing episodes on a regular basis every Tuesday like I've been doing in the past few weeks. There's two reasons. The most immediate reason for this is the fact that in order for me to do a proper discussion of season four, I decided that I was going to basically reread the manga that the final season is going to be covering, obviously. And the other reason is that I did mention this back in the first episode. So for those of you who are brand new listeners who have just discovered this podcast for the very first time with this episode, I basically explained how I am actually working on multiple projects at the same time. So I'm doing this podcast, which again is connected to this substack that I run and it is all about anime, manga, light novels. At the very beginning of this episode, before the opening music started, I did make a mention of my Substack that I do hope that some of you listeners will opt in to subscribe to. But at any rate, since I'm going to be juggling the Substack, I'm also working on another podcast related to the Game of Thrones universe. I am going to be working on that for the next few weeks, and I'm aiming to start releasing episodes of that podcast in the beginning of April in anticipation of the upcoming season two of House of the Dragon. I am also somebody who is writing and interacting a lot on medium.com, and I actually have other longer-term projects that I am working on. Considering all the juggling that I'm doing, it obviously makes sense that I can't really maintain a regular weekly schedule for this podcast, which is why I'm making this announcement. And if you listeners who are not already subscribed to my Substack, I really do recommend you do it because not only will it immediately notify you when I actually release the next episode, 
but I also write articles and many essays and stories on the Substack that will be written only content and will very likely never be an episode on this podcast. You would actually be getting additional interesting content that you're not going to get on the podcast if you subscribe to my Substack. And just so you know, the Substack is 100% free. I did not paywall anything on my Substack, so you are totally welcome to sign up and get directly into your inbox any new content that I produce. Typically, I update my Substack on Sundays and the podcast episodes get released on a completely separate day. So the maximum amount of content you're going to get in your inbox from me via the Substack is going to be at most two posts a week. Now, I completely understand if you are listening to this podcast on a particular podcast platform. I appreciate that. I'm just letting you know that there is like extra stuff that you are going to be missing out on if you don't sign up to my Substack, which I mentioned what the URL is at the very beginning of this episode. But in case you missed it, it is cafemanga.substack.com. Now, with that all said, let me begin my discussion of season three. So basically, season three of the anime covers volumes 11 and ends with volume 16 of the manga, which means that the upcoming fourth season is going to cover volume 17 to 26, which is the very last volume of the series. So if you do your math, you realize that season four is going to cover 10 manga volumes, which again, as I mentioned earlier, I am currently rereading those 10 volumes in order to properly discuss the upcoming season in the next episode. Hence, there is going to be a bit of a delay of when I'm going to release that episode. With that said, what I thought was interesting is, of course, now I don't know when you guys may have watched season three. I don't know if you were watching it as it was being released or if you were watching it in a binge watching session after the entire thing has come out. But what I thought was interesting was that season three was released in two parts. And of course, they picked a really interesting cliffhanger episode to end part one with and then picking up in part two. It was also interesting to me because when part two was being released, it was around the time that I was actually heading to New York Comic Con on my annual con adventure. But at any rate, so part one picks up where we met Ryusui and the hot air balloon lands back at Ishigami Village, proving that the hot air balloon can also help them locate a lot of features of what Japan has turned into in 3,700 years since everybody was petrified. And of course, they wake up a truly amazing character, Francois. Francois is a butler slash chef, and Francois is a really valuable part of the resurrection team, I guess we could call them. Francois really comes into clutch quite a bit, not only in season three, but definitely in the upcoming season four 
more people should recognize Francois as a valuable asset. And I'm sure some of you do. You realize that they are truly amazing, but you will definitely appreciate them as well in season four. And of course, we also get a second pet, I guess you could say, for Suika. She had her dog Chalk, and now she got herself a boar that she named Sagara after the Sagara oil fields, which of course they discover and provides some extremely valuable fuel for their ship, the Perseus. So we have more inventions like they rediscover radar, sonar, and they even rediscover cameras, which of course proves really valuable in so many ways. And they also rediscover agriculture, which is very amazing and a little surprising surprising to me, I have to admit. It was a little surprising to me that in all that time that they never attempted to do agriculture. Because to be fair, even in early humanity, it did take a few thousand years, but eventually we Homo sapiens did discover the value of agriculture. And I guess 21st century people had to be the ones to explain to the later generations that, yeah, it is more reliable to grow some of your own food and not just depend on hunting and gathering. But season three just became this really amazing head game saga where they eventually get to the original island where we realize that while Ishigami Village are, of course, descendants of the astronaut crew, not all of the descendants are in Ishigami Village. Some of them actually stayed on the original island, which I'm actually impressed that the original island was able to support a population for that long. And also it's a little funny to me how technically Ishigami Village is part of the mainland of Japan, and yet they were never quite able to increase their population longer term. But okay, I guess that's a thing. But at any rate, I just have to say that the way they eventually defeated Ibarra who is the villain of season three, the way that they managed to outsmart the guy was truly impressive, especially Senku's gamble to defeat him. I have to say that so much excellent world building happened in this arc. We learn a little bit more about what happened on the island. We get a backstory to Soyuz. And also now we have a reliable leader on that island who understands what the big long-term goal is because he was living most of his life at Ishigami Village and therefore he was involved in all of the work that Senku and the villagers have been doing up to this point. So he can be trusted to be the leader of the island and he is able to get a lot of important projects happening. And while we do get slight hints at some of the projects, I will confirm that eventually in season four, we will revisit that island and find out what are those special projects that Soyuz was asked to take control of. And incidentally, when the Perseus does set off again for the city building projects that the Perseus crew is going to be handling, I will confirm that Ishigami Village will not just be idling around. They are also going to be doing projects of their own while 
also doing basic everyday survival things like hunting, gathering, and even doing some farm work. And of course, not all of the characters we're familiar with are going to go on the world tour that it's going to be. But yeah, the notable characters are going to be part of the world tour. I will confirm that much. But yeah, I'm going to keep this episode relatively brief because a lot of the main characters that are important have already been introduced in season one and season two. I mentioned a little bit about Soyuz and I mentioned Francois, but otherwise there's not too many new characters that I am going to spend too much time talking about here. But yeah, I will end this episode with just a couple of brief things. I just thought it was really interesting that... For one thing, we did learn a little bit more about what caused the petrification. We discovered that there is a mysterious device that created the whole disaster. And we get a little bit about how the device works, but there's so much more that we don't know. I will confirm yet again that we do get some answers in season four, but I'll get into that in the next episode. Also, another really interesting thing I gotta say is that using the Medusa on Tsukasa and also some additional observations that we can make about what happens to people when the device gets used, it does come up again in season four. Who else was impressed with the final episode of the season where they made that amazing three-dimensional roadmap of what they need to do next. That was actually genuinely impressive. It looked amazing in the manga, but having it a little bit more 3D looking via the anime was truly impressive, I will say. And of course, they leave us with a very tantalizing ending when they said that the first city that they're going to head to is the good old USA, where they're going to start a settlement of revived people that they're going to call Corn City. And yeah, I'm going to say that things are going to get really interesting in Corn City. But again, I'm going to leave that for the next episode. But yeah, I will apologize if you feel like this wasn't as comprehensive as what I did with episode one and episode two. But again, in this season, even though we were introduced to some new characters, to be honest, the only character that I personally feel like is really worth talking about was Francois. And even then, Francois is still a minor character where the most important and impressive thing that they do is, number one, their cooking skills are S-tier. They are also extremely competent. And also, this happens to be a little detail that comes up in season four a little bit more, but I'll mention it here now, is that Francois is actually fluent in at least a couple other languages, if I remember correctly. So Francois is going to be especially helpful when they start traveling on their world tour. But yeah, I'm going to end this episode here. So if you have any comments or questions, feel free to go to the Substack and leave a comment on the post that is connected to this episode. But yeah, see you next time for the final season of Dr. Stone.
Did you enjoy this episode? Share this episode with a friend to get notified when the next episode drops, along with extra content not in the show. Sign up to the newsletter. Go to cafemanga.substack.com or check the link in the episode description.